Good morning. Greet you in Jesus' name as well. Special welcome to you and special welcome to the visitors. So we have one more announcement. Davy and I had the opportunity to meet with Jeremiah Johnson yesterday. And uh, we spent some time talking to him and trying to explain to him what it is that we talked about in our Sunday School lesson this morning. And the reason I'm giving it as an announcement is that I think it would be helpful and pertinent to you as a congregation as you think of it to pray because there's a lot on his mind. He's confused. The fact that he met with us tells me that there's hope. And pray for Vanessa as well, as you think of it. There's a lot of big decision to be made in the next few weeks. So, going into the message here this morning, you just about had a double whammy last Sunday. I was preparing. I found out that Curtis was preparing. So I had another week to continue my thinking. How many of you had a good night's sleep last night? Boy, some of you aren't sure. Well, today I'm going to talk about sleep, and this is no invitation to sleep here this morning, okay? I had a good night's sleep. Turn with me to Psalms 121. title at this, on this psalm, God neither slumbers nor sleeps. I'll read this psalm. I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and ever, and even forevermore. Sleep is kind of an odd thing, really. You know, sometimes I crash into bed and it feels good, and I'm like, why do I try so hard to stay out of bed? We spend a third of our lives sleeping. If you're of the age 70, it's estimated that you will have spent about 204,400 hours sleeping. And I'm sure that could be, that's average. Yet without sleep, our physical bodies 
become tired. We become drained. We become sick. We may become mentally ill. And if we really deprive ourselves of sleep, maybe we will die eventually. As I get older, the more I realize I need my sleep. I mean, when I was young, I could do crazy things. There was no problem. I mean, particularly on my uh, first date, I was pumped. But yet I had to prove some brownie points to the boss because I was leaving in October in the middle of harvest. So therefore, I had to pull an all-nighter. And as I remember, I think it was 36 hours straight on sitting on a combine. And that wasn't the plan, but by default, that's what happened. I, I worked all day, went into the night, said, I'll keep running. And his plan was to come out the next morning and take over. Well, as farming goes, there was other things that happened that morning that derailed him, and he didn't come out till about 4 o'clock the next afternoon. I was shot. And needless to say, the next day I was having my first date. So it must have not been too bad. I think I got a few hours of sleep. But I could run on a lot less sleep when I was younger. Now, if I tried to do that, I think, yeah, I might crash. Also had the privilege of working night shift at Kohl's. And, you know, that was unusual. That seemed out of sync. I, 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 I didn't like it. It was, it was not normal. But the point here this morning is God does not sleep. God is working around the clock. He doesn't need to slumber. He's watching out for us. And He just does not need to take that time to relax. I find it interesting that, that it, it says that there in that Psalms Verse 3, he that keepeth thee will not slumber. But then it specifically says, behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. I'm not sure who wrote this psalm. Could have been a David. Obviously, David wrote some of these songs of ascent. Solomon would have wrote one, and some of them they don't know. But I would like to think that David probably wrote this. And as he was the king of Israel, he was looking out for Israel. I can't help but think of the country of Israel today and everything that's happening over there. Here's a promise for for them. God does not slumber nor sleep. He has an eye on them. I think it was in our Sunday school lessons we... I think it was anyway. We looked at um, the prophet Elijah, where the conquest on on Mount Carmel. How you know the idea is that the false gods sleep, and Elijah taunted them and said, "Well, you know, maybe you need to cry louder. Maybe he's on a vacation. Maybe he's um, not hearing you. Maybe maybe he's sleeping." We do not have to worry about that with God we know the answer the God that said I am I am he does not sleep but you know there's times where we may feel that God is asleep 
we call on him. There's a verse in Psalms 44:23. The psalmist here was saying, "Awake, why sleepest thou, O Lord? Arise, cast us not off forever." David feeling a little like he was crying to the Lord and wasn't being heard. You know, sometimes I think we may be like, where are you at, God, in this in this struggle, this this situation that I'm in? Do you hear me? Are you listening? I believe that we we know the answer God is. So let's dive in a little deeper. If you're keeping notes, you can make point number one. God watches over us as we sleep. You know, as we sleep, we are weak and we're vulnerable. You know, in old times, when night came, there was important measures that needed to take place with having security, a watchman that would watch the walls, the, the area up that was needed to be secured, protected. Because if someone was going to attack, someone was going to strike, why not do it at the most favorable time when, there's, when they're the weakest? Davey mentioned in Sunday school about darkness. Why is darkness related to evil? You know, night is a time of evil. You know, it's interesting what you might do at night. I don't know what you do to make yourself sleep. I know people have interesting habits, and that's fine. Maybe you need it pitch black, no light at all. Or maybe you need a light. Maybe you need some music. Maybe you need a story. Maybe you need a fan. Maybe you need all of the above. I'll share this. Um, Christy, sometimes when she was struggling to sleep at night, she would, uh, you know, we'd work at it. I would often fall asleep, but then I would wake up maybe later. And what really worked for her was something audible. And particularly what I remember is Something pertaining to just Bible reading, scripture verses, or something that was just a man's voice blabbing away. And it usually pertained to Bible stuff. But it was a blessing when I woke up. to It was kind of like spiritual rain falling as I heard that and listened to that. And that's how she was able to fall asleep.
point of Psalms 121, it says that God will not slumber, but he is a watchman. Mentioned it six times here, that God is going to keep us. He's overseeing us when we are sleeping, when we're the most vulnerable. He protects us from evil, the darkness. Because of this, we can have peace. We don't need to fear. Psalms 91.5 says, You will not have to fear the terror of night. Why? Because God is our refuge and our fortress, our shelter. It's almost like we are sleeping in God's house. It's also interesting how in here in Psalms 121 it talks about the sun and the moon will not strike us. God is our protector. Point number two. God can minister to us in the night. You know, you may be trying to sleep. Or half asleep. But God can sometimes work in our life while that while we're while we're sleeping. I've already had it where I was in half of a daze and this thought came to my mind and it's like, hey, that is a good thought or whatever. I, I need to write that down because sometimes you try to remember what you happened or even what you dreamed eight four eight hours later I can't remember sometimes so get up and write it down Psalm 16 7 says I bless the Lord who gives me counsel in the night my heart instructs me I believe God can speak to us in the night God can give us guidance um, God can give us a song in the night. Have you ever woke up with a song in your mind? You know, God can also speak maybe through dreams. I want to be careful with this one. But, um, you know, it, it seemed like in the, the Old Testament era that God would have used dreams a lot more frequently. Was that because the Holy Spirit was not yet poured out on the people? Maybe. But I, I still believe God can use dreams today. But we need to be careful with that. I can't help but remember I think it was when uh, was it five? The young people that were killed there in Ontario, they were on the way back or going to, I forget what it was, but one of the, either brother or sister, it was a sister that had this dream, but I remember she, it being shared that she had a dream that her brother or sister were killed, and she had that dream that night when they were actually killed in a car accident. Point number three, God provides for our needs as we sleep. Psalms 127, 2 says, 
It is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives his beloved sleep. So God provides for us while we sleep. We don't need to wear ourselves out with our work. God is busy already providing even while we're sleeping. You know, we can get anxious for what tomorrow holds, maybe what next week holds, next month. You know, God already knows. God doesn't need no vacation. God doesn't need no break. God is there for us. Many of the greatest fears in life come not but for, not from what we can see, but but what we can't see. The next unpredictable disaster. Maybe the disease that will strike someone in your family. You know, Satan likes to consume us with those fears of the unknown. This psalm's is in the section of ascent and could have been a song that was sung by the children of Israel as they, or the, the Jewish people as they traveled from their uh, hometown to Jerusalem to worship. And there was lots of insecurities for them as they traveled. You know, they, they had to make this treacherous journey by foot Jesus even made that journey. But there was the weather, there was the sun, there was the heat. But not only that, but there was also robbers and thieves that would hide. You know, what was going through their mind as they traveled? Are we going to make it today? Are we going to get to where we want to go? You know, there were some that probably didn't make it. If we don't feel, if we don't regularly feel our need for keeping, we have lost hold of reality. You know, the road, our road to heaven is much longer than the miles that these Jews would have had to travel to Jerusalem. But it's no less treacherous. You know, we can carry God's promises with us as we go through this life, despite the uncertain things that will maybe hit us or surprise us. You know, temptation hides and strikes when we maybe are vulnerable. Trials may ambush us and our loved ones. Besetting sins may linger. We feel our need for keeping in the path. And I think, as you think about that, if this was a song of degree, you know, did the, did they actually sing this as they were walking? Was this their method of, of, um, can't think of the word I want, but stemming off or, or being offensive to, those that were trying to 
I mean, if you were a thief or a, or a, a robber trying to pounce on somebody and there there's a group of them and they're all singing, you might have second thought. When God's people felt their need for keeping along the road of Jerusalem, they didn't cover their mouth in fear, but they raised it with anthem and they cried with hope in the uncertainty. Stand with me. Some of you are struggling sleeping. I'm getting Forrester to give me a pitch for number 488. Oh! can do what God can do, the God who does not slumber nor sleep. Where does my help come from? My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. No weapon of man, no weapon of Satan, no danger in nature can ever keep God from keeping you. You know, the hills around you can look terrifying. But remember, who made those hills? The Lord will keep you. No crisis or circumstances overwhelms Him. He is never surprised or shaken. He has made all things. He cares about each detail. Even the most difficult days, no hill is too high, no night is too dark for him. You know, I look at this first verse here, I will lift up my eyes unto the hills, from whence cometh my help. I don't know what his imagination was. But I can't help but think if David was a warrior or, or a man of, of war, and if he was in battle, looking to the hills, if he was in, in a place of, it looked like he was going to be defeated, you know what relief it would be to look to the hills and you see, what's a group of horses called? Is it a herd? herd of horses, is that right? Boy, where's our school teachers here? 
I think. A group of horses, anyway, with knights on, with uh, uh, swords sparkling. You know, what, what relief would it be, you know, to see help coming from the hills? And breathe. Or was it the idea of that the hills were empty and there was no help? And he had to look beyond that. Where does my help come? It's not from something that's tangible, but it's something that God made. The day and night. God is our shade. The sun will not smite, nor the moon by night. I guess the mental picture I got with that is God is so close to us that it would be like someone standing beside me holding an umbrella over me, shading me from the sun. And the same is with the moon. You don't need shade from the moon but I, I get the picture of somebody that's still close as we go into the darkness and he's there to protect from danger. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep you from evil. You know, how can we say that God can keep us from evil when there's so much evil around us. And I can't help but think of the atrocities that are happening in Israel. Innocent people being called or uh, in, in, uh, affected by that. You know, that's evil. And there's still evil around us that can harm us. But you know, I believe... God can allow that. But we need to be more careful about the evil that can harm the soul. Is it in Matthew 10, 28? It says um, uh, to fear him that can destroy the soul. I better turn. It's it Matthew 10, 28. And fear not them that, and fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both the soul and body in hell. That is the, what we need to fear. And that's what God, if we are in God's camp, in God's way, we will have, we do not need to worry about that. Even though evil can still maybe fall on us here today. You know, Satan can maybe look like he has the upper hand, but his his leash is short. What could maybe be a day, month, years, even decades of misery, it's still, in light of eternity, it's still going to be short. If we don't regularly feel our need for keeping, we have lost hold of reality. But if we do feel our need for keeping, 
If we feel where we're weak and wonder how we'll make it home, we can take heart. Turn to John. Seventeen. Verse 11. This is Jesus' prayer. John 17, verse 11. And now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world, and I come to thee, Holy Father. Keep through thine own name those whom thou hast given me, that they may be one as we are. While I was in the world, I kept them in thy name. Those that thou gavest me I have kept, and none of them is lost, but the son of perdition, that the scriptures might be fulfilled. And now I come to thee, and these things I speak in the world, that they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them thy word, and the world hath hated them, because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but that thou shouldest keep them from the evil. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. As thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them into the world. And for their sakes I sanctify myself, that they also might be sanctified through the truth. There's a prayer that Jesus prayed for us that we could have victory maybe when we feel weak and vulnerable uncertain of our path God is there isn't our God great in power that he needs no rest but yet he's merciful he's still working on our behalf even as we sleep are you thankful for that? We serve a God that can do that. Closing. Back to Psalms 121. two verses could be kind of as a benedict benedictory I'm going to close with that may the Lord keep you from all evil may the Lord keep your life may the Lord keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth forevermore shall we kneel for prayer Lord, we come to you this morning. We thank you that you are a God who does not need to slumber or sleep, but you're there all the time, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. You're always there for us. And Lord, we thank you for that. 
and the truths that we can have, the promises that we can have to claim. Lord, as we think of our road to you, to heaven, as we travel this path of life, Lord, each person that is here this morning is on a, is on a path. And Lord, I just pray that you would help us to stay on that path, the narrow path, the path that you have called us to, Lord, that we would follow you. Keep us in that path and help us to stay true to you. Lord, when there's times that we've fallen, Lord, I just pray that you would help us pick us up, Lord. Forgive us for the times that we have failed. Lord, would you just be there, be our protector and our guide, lead us as we continue to try to follow you, Lord. Lord, be with each one here this morning, each need, each heart. Lord, you know the struggles that we face. Pray for those that are not here too, Lord. I just pray that you be with them where they're at. Suit a blessing to their needs. Lord, most of all, we desire to be with you. I just pray that you would help us in that. In Jesus' name, amen.